T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Gary, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Ready to go. Sitting in the press box uh, in Athens. All right. Let's – this is – this is an interesting game uh, from a couple of standpoints, but especially, I think, from the Notre Dame standpoint, because Notre Dame either can or can't compete with these teams. They never prove they can. Georgia has clearly elevated themselves, where I don't want to put them on the level with Alabama and Clemson, but they're clearly gotten very close. They might be right there. They're, they're definitely in the neighborhood or in the top five or six in the country. There's no question. They can beat Alabama. They've proven that. So they are a legitimate power right now. Well, let, let's do Georgia really quickly first. Um, Georgia talent level is on a par with, I think, the other three major talented teams in the country, Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. Those four teams – Offense and defense have taken a stride ahead. Oklahoma's there because of their advanced offense and quarterback play, but those four teams, one through 85 defenses, offenses, there's, you know, Georgia does not have to take any backseat to any talent. There's no talent discrepancy at all. They will show up and they're a legitimate contender for the national championship. Notre Dame is a better team than when they played uh, Georgia uh, two years ago. And basically, they're better at almost every position, maybe not running back, but almost every other position, but most notably at quarterback, because they have a guy now more of a dual threat that can throw the ball. Wimbush really didn't bring that threat uh, in the game last time. But I'll tell you what, Georgia's much better than they were in 17-2. This, to me, is actually even bigger than a playoff game because it means so much more to everyone else. You know, a playoff game, one team wins, goes on, one team loses, they're done. But the, if Notre Dame wins this game, there's a bigger ramification for everyone else in the country. You know, it, 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 it makes the, the Big Ten more alive, the Big 12 more alive, Notre Dame's alive. If Georgia wins this game, you know, the, the march and the, and, the, and the argument for the SEC is we're so good we deserve two because we played yeah, all you're the setting big that, games You're setting December. that theme now early in the season about two. Well, so they, you, yeah. it'll be hard not to argue against them because, you know, they got three of the top six teams right no now. Question. So, no question. And, so, and, and if you look at each of the, the drafts in the past, they're dominating the draft. So in, when tiebreakers come down at the end, the SEC will get the benefit of the doubt. Like and and I agree with you. And I think they are that superior, and I think Georgia is. And listen, the uh, the idea in this game to me is, can a Notre Dame keep it close? I don't expect them to win. If they did, that would be great. It would also be a big upset. I mean, they are a 14.5-point underdog. I mean, they are a big yeah. underdog in this game. Georgia is supposed to be able to whoop them. I mean, and whoop them pretty good. And, and Notre Dame has got to prove that they can handle. Like last year, it's funny. I thought the the Notre Dame I picked Clemson to win that game but close and I thought Notre Dame actually 
had a chance to stay in that game. The mistakes were not physical. They were more coverage-oriented. They were fluky plays. They actually were hanging in there physically. They just got unlucky with a couple of bad breaks, and the game broke open on them. Well, it's like you've been reading my scouting report here. I have to tell you that that was my uh, take when I watched the game tape really closely. It, they were not overpowered. They were not overmatched in the game. Now, perhaps Clemson would have pulled away. In the I think they might have, but you know, yeah, but they that, were fluky plays. Play. They were they were fluky plays. They really were. With a minute fifty to go in the game, it was uh, you know I think what ten three game or nine three game something like that. They were within range to be in that game. They give up a I think uh, with a one fifty mark, they give up a touchdown on a busted coverage. Yep. It was a mistake. It was a critical mistake. Yep, and that cost them. And then they get out and they get the ball back and they throw a jump ball with seconds to go and it gets batted up in the air and the receiver makes the catch. So you are correct. It's not like they went in there and got out class. And I do think there is a big worry for me in this game is Notre Dame does not have the breakaway running back that they've had in the past. They do not have a Dexter Williams on this team. So now does all of the pressure in the game fall on Ian Book? Does he have to run the ball and throw the ball and do the RPOs and do the bootlegs? It just wears on you after a time. He needs help. And where does Notre Dame find help for Ian Book in this game? And I would think the most likely thing is non-traditional run-type plays. You know those two touchdowns they scored last week were those like one-inch passes on the jet sweeps that counted as touchdown passes, but they're really runs. I think that's the best way for Notre Dame to keep Georgia a bit off balance, and if you take it into the second half, then anything can happen. Here's the question, okay? And this is such a big game for early in. This game is such a big piece of the puzzle this year. So this game can't be overstated. This is an enormous game. It is. is This is an enormous – for an early season game, this is an enormous game. We've seen – We've seen Notre Dame go to Florida State and Miami, yep. but for them to come in the heart of the SEC and play yep. this game different, and that's why people are very so different. I tell you, yeah, it's a can't miss game. I totally agree. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, the bottom line is, first thing, and this is to me the essence of when I look at a game, especially in college, can can Notre Dame keep Georgia from just taking the ball and just pounding them and just eating them alive with their offense where they just well, don't have a be, chance. It's going to be harder than it was when they played in 17 because that was Fromm's first game and they were managing him uh, in that game to not make mistakes. So they're going to see a whole different quarterback uh, from Georgia. They, that last time they played with really 10 and a half guys against Notre Dame. And if you really look at the game, there were, as we get back to the running game, the longest run of the game that day for Notre Dame. Notre Dame with two number one draft picks in the offensive line, uh, Quinn and Nelson and McGinley, their left tackle. Their longest run of the game was eight yards by yep. their quarterback, Winbush. Their longest run by a running back was seven yards. Now, there's no Roquan Smith playing middle linebacker for Georgia in this football game, but they're still talented. There are just so many things that Notre Dame has to do right to win, but I, I just don't think, I just knowing Notre Dame and watching them my whole life, I just don't think they're just going to stand there and let no, uh, Georgia overpower them. I think they'll be able to move their defensive line and linebackers and stay in the game. I don't think they're going to be out physical. My biggest worry for them is 
when they start concentrating on that run game and stopping it, you know every snap, James Coley, their offensive coordinator, is looking for the opportunity to do the play-action pass and throw the bomb over their head, or the jet sweep where they get DeAndre Swift with a one-yard pass on the edge with a big guy in front of them, and can Notre Dame tackle in space? Here's what I'll say. If you have a running play and they block it and it gets eight yards, you can live with that. If it gets 12 yards, you can live with that. If they throw a pass and it's a 15-yard pass, that's okay. What can't happen is an eight-yard play becomes a 40-yard play or a 12-yard pass in space where Notre Dame has the opportunity to make tackles, misses a tackle, and it goes 60 yards. I think that's going to be the key to the game. I think they'll stand up at the line of scrimmage for a while, maybe until they get, if they get demoralized, but can they make and handle this speed that Georgia has on offense? That's the big question. Can they give their quarterback time to breathe? Is, do you think, they, think can, they Can they protect them without going to some crazy max protect? Can they, can they protect think, them and run an offense? I, you know, Ian Book, you know, plays – I don't know if you remember back his style, and I'm not. You know, people have to listen and say they don't know all the time. I'm not saying he's Joe Theismann, but his right. style of play is like Joe played at North at, when he was in playing for Notre Dame. He's quick. He's got great speed. He, he, they throw from all different spots. You remember where Aaron yep. would always have his quarterback. Absolutely, form? that's how Ian Book plays. Exactly Absolutely. like that. Great touch. Doesn't overpower with the arm, but very accurate and very nimble. Very nimble, moving around all the time. So as long as the score stays reasonable, I think they'll be okay. If it gets lopsided, you know, all bets are off. He's a cagey quarterback, is what he is. Yes, he he's is. A, is yes. a, and he, and he and he turns something into no, he turns nothing into something a lot. He he's very I, good at I, that. I he has the attention of Georgia. They were hurt by. Mobile quarterbacks, Texas Salmon, Erlinger hurt him in the bowl game. Jalen Hurts hurt him really badly in the SEC championship. So they know, they have it circled, that they have to have not necessarily a spy, but they got to be ready that Ian Book is going to try to make plays both in the passing and running game by not standing seven yards behind the, the, the center and throwing all day. He's going to try to be moving around. Yeah, and the key is also, as you alluded to, and you're right on the money, is that Notre Dame cannot let what are, what are plays that in the SEC are going to go for seven or eight yards go for 70 and 80 yards. That cannot Absolutely. happen. That cannot I'm, happen. I'm actually looking for really, you know how in, in football you have the for the running back the yards after contact. Yep. Well, it's really hard – to get the audience to, to see something different because everybody uses yards after catch. Well, I could live with yards after catch if he catches an eight-yarder and he gains seven or eight, 12 more yards and he gets tackled. What you can't live with in the secondary is receivers' yards after no contact. Question. When you no can question. bring them down, you got to bring them down. Absolutely. And that's what they didn't do against Clemson last year. I mean, they, they turned yeah, – and, that, and that's a and, – and, and these SEC teams – and Clemson, put Clemson in the same group. They have so much speed in these teams, it is unbelievable. I mean, that's I just, a, you know. I don't think the speed disparity that this, you know, you have to be really careful when you watch, you know, Wisconsin or Michigan and Notre Dame play. You get the feeling that, you know, you're you're looking at a team from the 70s where so right. you get to watch them play. They've upgraded their talent. Their measurables are fine. They just have to now... Get back, don't bust assignments, don't turn the ball over. Try to play a clean game and see where they are and see if they have a chance to be. Listen, 
anybody beating Georgia on this field, it's a tough chore. Uh, uh, no question. You know, hey, listen, hey, listen. Uh, there's only uh, only Alabama or Clemson could go in there and beat them. There's no one else that could I, go in there and beat them right the, now. Yeah, that, that's the tough thing. And, and you know, I really believe you know most of the country when Notre Dame plays probably secretly root against Notre Dame. You know how it is. Right. Everybody sure. wants to see Notre yeah. Dame lose. But I think in this game, everybody outside of the SEC footprint is pulling for Notre Dame. To oh, I agree. Them. I agree. They're sick of the SEC. I totally, I totally agree. They want to see the SEC lose these games. And this well, game that's has what been, happens when you're the best. That's it. And this game has been bookmarked. And as you said, and, and you made a great point, the SEC, with a thumping win tomorrow, they can puff their chest and say, we're so much better than everybody else, let's not even discuss it this year. Okay? Well, uh, that's what they'll you know, say. I don't yep. know if it'll turn out that way, but that's what they will say. And it also helps them win tiebreakers at the end. Let's say there's two teams with one loss. They'll be able to win tiebreakers with that, too. All right. The idea that just a couple of thoughts around the country, the idea that Trevor Lawrence is having a sophomore jinx of a season that he's really struggling. They haven't lost, but he has thrown five picks already in the early season. How about Trevor Lawrence so far? I think Trevor's going through a little bit what Tua went with through last year, but he's so used to making those big plays that he's reaching for a few too many big plays. You know, Nick Saban has talked to Tua about it. Take what's there be a quarterback, you know, the big plays will happen. I think this is a normal, I don't know what we'd call it a sophomore kind of slump. I would call it really no one's gotten Clemson's attention really yet. I don't know if they've really been because of their schedule. I don't know if, you know, Gabo has been able to sell his team that these guys can beat them. They turn on the tape. They're not dumb. They, they can watch tape. They know what's happening. And I just think it's a team that has not played their best game. I think he's too good to be uh thinking that he's going to slump through this whole season. Now, uh, you know this. Some people might not. There's there's very few rivalries more bitter than Tennessee-Florida. I mean, it is a right. bitter, right. bitter rivalry. They play, and Tennessee's in chaos right now. Are they capable of coming up with a big game against Florida tomorrow? Well, they got a backup quarterback who played really good against you know, Kentucky when the chips were down. He he might be an interesting fit for this, for this Florida team. Felipe... Um, probably had had a bigger upside, Felipe Franks, the injured quarterback, the starter. Um, he could, you know, run a little better, the deep ball a little prettier. But Kyle Trask probably plays the offense more in rhythm. And I think with this, you know, rebuilt offensive line, they may need a guy like this who gets it in and out of his hands, does not have as many negative plays, and he may be the perfect antidote for a team that's been struggling a little bit on offense. But I will say this, you know, Tennessee's due. They're due for a game. You know, when are they going to play? Uh, their, their talent is a little bit better than they've been playing. And, uh, you know, they should have won the BYU game. Not a bad team, BYU, by any means. So um, it used to be a much better matchup than it's been the last five or six years. I will say that. And I got I got one more for you before I know you have to go to a meeting, so I appreciate it. And everyone will be watching your game tomorrow, obviously, 8 o'clock tomorrow night, Notre Dame and Georgia. Um Michigan is at Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin yeah. has looked really good. Michigan has looked really bad. Uh, this is a very big game. If Michigan gets beat at Wisconsin this early in the season with all the talk of their new offense and this being the year and blah, 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 that would be a big hit for Harbaugh. How about Michigan tomorrow against Wisconsin? Well, you know, Brad Nessler and I, you know, in our ESPN days, we, you know, we kind of grew up doing the noon game, and that's when Barry Alvarez was emerging with this Wisconsin program, and we've done this game. 
Michigan at Wisconsin, Wisconsin at Michigan. It's a great matchup. Yes, it is. They're, 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 it's great hitting. They're fun games to do, but I agree with you. All the pressure is on Michigan in this football game. And they haven't and played well. They should have lost they, the Army. They have not. They have not played well. They're they're frustrated. They're starting to get some people healthy. Shea Patterson, you know, he's a, he was a highly thought of talent. He needs to calm down and, and give Harbaugh one he needs from that quarterback position. I, I'm I'm a little surprised they haven't. You know, maybe the transition from what they were to what they want to be right now may take one more game. But uh, it's hard to give up on Michigan because. You know, we know. I mean, we know they got good players there. When are they going to kind of quit beating themselves and turning the ball over and missing open receivers and not blocking the right numbers? It just seems to be right now not in sync. And let's see if Harbaugh can get them in sync because Northwestern, again, you know, they played early. They won that game against South Florida. They played in the South. They're, they always are better athletically than people give them credit for. Okay, that is not a slow black shoe team playing there. And uh, Michigan will have to play their top game, I think, to beat them. I, uh, I, I, it's a fun game to do. I will say oh, that. very fun game. Big game for early. Big game early in the season. And just a yes or no answer on this one. Is LSU overrated at four, or they deserve no, to be four? I, I don't think so. I think they've got good enough talent now. They, they, I think, let's put it this way. I think with Burrow playing the way he's playing now, they, they can compete with anybody on any field. All right. Listen, thanks. We'll be watching tomorrow night. Thanks very much. There you got it. Thanks, man. All right. Gary Danielson, back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.